So in case five, we look at publishing. Now, while the Fisher Library here does not hold large archival collections of some of the larger publishing firms that are well-known in Canada, whether that's McClellan and Stewart or Macmillan Canada, what we do have are pockets that show different segments of the publishing industry. One of the first things I wanted to focus in on, however, was the idea of self-publishing. And self-publishing has been around since really the early days of the written word. In Canada, there has been such a rich tradition of self-publishing, particularly poets. Um, Poetry is obviously not something that is published by some of the larger firms in great volume. Um, So for a lot of writers to get their start in publishing, they do self-publish their own chapbooks. And I've included a couple of examples here in the exhibition. One example is Margaret Atwood. Her very first published work, titled Double Persephone, was something that she produced herself. She did the typesetting, she did the uh, cover lino cut, and she sold it herself, too. Um, The only 220 copies were made, and she priced them at 50 cents. And even today, she jokes, she kind of wishes she had a few more of them, since a a nice original copy of that usually runs around $4,000. Um, another great example of self-publishing is the Toronto writer Crad Kalodny. Originally from um, the United States, he moved up here in the 1970s and was really well known for selling his work on the street. Often he'd wear a sign saying shabby Canadian writer or he'd have some of the titles of his books uh, printed on and, and hanging around him as a sign. And... Uh, and it's great to have this type of exhibition where you can have, you know, the queen of candlelit, Margaret Atwood, next to an item from Crad Kalodny, who is often considered the uh, a provocateur in candlelit. One of the other items I really like in this case is actually one of the first items I stumbled upon in the early stages of, uh, of researching this exhibition, and it's a letter from Raymond Souster to a very young 18-year-old uh, Gwendolyn McEwen. For those that don't know, Raymond Souster was a hugely influential figure in the history of Canadian literature. He started the publishing firm uh, Contact Press along with uh, Louis Dudek and Irving Layton and really was at the forefront of publishing some, some, of, the, some of the people that we consider today uh, as major contributors to Canadian literature, particularly in poetry. Uh, for example, Contact Press first published uh, Leonard Cohen back in the late 1950s. And what I came across in the Gwendolyn McEwen papers was a letter that Souster wrote to Gwen McEwen, essentially rejecting her manuscript that he had, uh, that she had sent to him, um, and then very patronizingly wrote back to her um, about how she, um, you know, she's 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 young, she might want to think about publishing and not publishing until she's in her twenties, um, encouraging her to read more poetry, and also. Uh, ending his letter by saying, um, you know, it's poetry is not an easy business to be in, and uh, if you don't have the stomach for it, maybe you should think about something else. Of course, McEwen didn't take Souster's advice and continued on um, to pursue a career in poetry, and we're all happy she did, for one, because she's such a wonderful, influential writer. And in the end, her first book of poetry was published by Contact Press, so Raymond Souster did eventually... Um, did eventually accept one of her manuscripts that she wrote, and it became her very first published work, uh, The Rising Fire.